0: everyone, welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. I'm your one of your co-hosts, Mark, from the not-very-often-on-YouTube-anymore-YouTube-channel, Mark and Cars. And as always, Wajmal, well, how are you today?
1: I'm good, I'm good. Uh, well, people who have listened before, I'm Flatcap flat cap driver off YouTube. Uh, I should really do a video on how to lose subscribers and views in 28 days. Um, but uh, it's good to see you, it's been a while.
0: We've got a guest, he's returning.
1: Legend, that is. It's Bart. He's back. Hello. I'm back. Hello. How are you? It's good to see you guys again. It's it's great to have you back, especially at this moment in time where you've completed your series of books. I'm I'm assuming now that all of our listeners know who you are. If they don't, they need to go and look at your website, your Instagram, and look at all the crazy cool stuff you've done and go, actually, can they still buy the books, the series of books?
2: Well, um, I have like one or two copies left of Volume 1, then Volume 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 are sold out. And Volume 7, yeah, they just released, so I have a couple of them left, of course. Um, and there's two places in Miami, Walt Gray's and, and The Arsenal, who still sell Volume 3 and 6. They have like, yeah, I think around five copies left. So it's really, if you want the full series, the full set, it's it's, it's now or never. Wow. Um, People need to get so, online immediately. Yeah, immediately, right now.
0: Yeah. Now, Bart, I, I know this is a podcast, so it's an audio yeah. experience for a lot of people. However, you look like you've had some sun.
2: I don't know. I, I took the, I took a filter, like the Ibiza filter. Yeah. <laughs> it's working well. No. Yeah. no, the weather is fine in Belgium uh, for a week now. Um um so and i've been to portugal to lisbon for the week before so yeah i got a little bit of a tan um yeah i'm sorry for that
1: on that on on that side i want to get straight into it because obviously we're going to talk about what's coming next because that was a big part of your life that series of those books and obviously you've done a lot of stuff going over to the states a lot of really um iconic people that you have photographed but before we go into what's next I want to yeah. talk about the 1966 Porsche 912. Tell us about yeah. it. How did that come about? You bought a new car well, or an old car?
2: I bought a new, an, an old new or a new old one. Yeah, new Whatever to you. you. Wanna, wanna, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a crazy story because I, I told myself, I don't need more. I need less. So I decided at some point to sell uh, the silver one, the 1970 I had. And immediately I bought a slate Grey from 1971, which needed an engine an revision. Um, and I told myself, this is, this is it. This is enough. This is a great color, great car. I'm going to drive it and I'm going to enjoy it. And that's it. I went to Lisbon, to Portugal. I met my friend Tiago uh, from Timeless Garage. On the, first, on the first day, he picked me up at the airport. Um, he said, let me show the garage which is never a good idea. So, <laughs> he showed the garage, said, this is a Land Rover, this is a, what I'm working on, this is a blah, 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 all the cars he's been working on, really amazing stuff, high quality, built, really great. And he had a white ivory 1966 short wheel base, base Porsche 912. And he said, you can drive it for the week here because you're here anyway. <laughs> so I said, yeah, let's take it. So, star the engine when driving with the 912 and you know the difference between 912 and a 911 is like it's 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 lighter. It's it's it has 90 horsepower, so it's slow, but it's it's so fun. Slow that it's almost like the the art of driving slow. Yeah. Because in every gear you go like you go go flat out in every gear, and you think you go really fast. It's a really nice experience, but in the end you're not going that fast. So it's a really pleasant experience and really fun driving. And if you go out of Lisbon, you go over the bridge, then you're in the, you go to Setúbal and you go in the mountains there, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a little bit like little California. And I immediately fell in love with the car. Uh, My parents, uh, they were married in 1966. So I know it's a lame excuse, but um, (laughs) I said, okay. And then I love the ivory white. I love the color. I went back to the garage, at Thiago. Do you sell it? So, yeah, it's mine. I sell it. So, how much is it? Yeah, so, let me think about it. Then the next day, I took it again for another drive. Oh my God, it's, it's you know, you only live once. And <laughs> I, I bought it. And the thing is, and the funny thing is, I have to go back now um, in two weeks, uh, or I come back and then I go again uh, to pick it up because it's in, in Lisbon and I want to drive it home from Lisbon to Porto, to all the coast from, from wow. Portugal, uh, through Spain to France, Biarritz Bordeaux all the way up to Calais and then two hours inland to Antwerp. So it's going to be a three, four, five uh, day trip. And I think I'm going to document the trip on film and shoot it thinking black and white in color and then stop in iconic or cozy places and shoot the car with, with, maybe some old people are, who are just working there with a horse or with whatever. So I think that could be a good idea or for myself or to make a little bit of a, a small magazine or book about it. Um, like bringing wow. her home. Sounds amazing. So, but, that
1: sounds yeah. fantastic. Cause, cause you know, I've got a 1966 912 as well. Um, and it it is that thing where you're absolutely right about when you're driving it, And yeah, it's not very powerful, but it makes the right noises, the smell. And obviously when you put your foot down, the revs come quite freely and you're not going at tremendous, but it does, it just feels fast. It just, it just some kind of feeling that I can't describe. And sometimes I feel like I'm doing complete warp speed in it, but you're not, you haven't even broken the speed limit. And that's what I love about it. And it is lighter. The engine's more in the middle. It's more over the wheels. So you don't get that pendulum effect when you're going through bends and you think, no. oh my God, if I lift off now, that's it, I'm dead. Um, and, and I love that about it. And it's just its just so easy to just drive around in it. There's I, there's nothing else like it. I'm so happy you got one.
2: Yeah. I had a 66 before, but it was a 911 uh, uh, that I bought from Magnus Walker, the wide one. But I, I sold it um, a couple of years ago. So um, it's not that I was particularly looking for a 66 it was like yeah it was 912 and then the year was right uh, electric open roof really yes yeah back then
0: yeah Yeah. the 356 sc also had electric sunroof yeah. as well
2: and and it works which is amazing <laughs> as well wow yeah I so just,
1: um the clock doesn't even work on mine on the clock no, Mike,
2: I have a Yeah, the clocks are working. Everything's working. And Tiago is doing a, a new foam in the seats because it still has the old seats. You know, the, oh, yeah. once you They're get really in, all of a you, you, you sit like this all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. But he's doing new foaming. I think it's ready because he sent me a picture yesterday. So keep it like that. There's no need to put other seats or steering wheels or whatever. It's just perfect like it Yeah, is. Yep. I'm going to keep it like it is. The wheels... I spray the wheels in the same color as the car because it still is in ivory white mm-hmm. as well. Um, new tires under it, and and it's good to go. Is
0: is the is the painted is the paint matched wheels? Uh, is that a thing for nine twelve? Is that very common or for that era? Because that in I, three five six is that very early. That's fifties cars, no. you know.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think so. But it just looks it looked nice. We tried it because there was a set of ivory white wheels in the shop for another car. Yeah, um, I, I presented them for the 912 and it looked really nice. Yeah, good. Um I can still do the the the, the chrome caps uh, over it. Sure. Um but I, I will see. It it looks so good uh that car. I'm really happy with <laughs> you it. You look so very I'm, happy. I, I'm even think, Yeah, I'm even thinking about selling the the slate gray 911 now because I, I'm going to take the white one every time.
1: <laughs> yeah, no that makes yeah. sense because I mean and you saying about the steel wheels. I mean mine's got uh, the old Hart Fuchs wheels, so proper period right. ones. Um, and although I would never sell those, I would love to have some steel wheels on mine. I mean, they're mine's so just cheap,
0: Ashbal. Just go and buy a set. They're not.
1: They're not though. They you are. know when someone says, "Oh, they're a hundred pounds each," and you just think, "Really? They're not." So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. You but, should. You um, should talk to Flat Six. No,
0: you. You should talk to PJ. I should talk to PJ. Yeah.
1: PJ, I could I could shout out of the window now, and PJ would hear me. Yeah, yeah. PJ would set you up in a me. set
0: of steelys for the nine twelve, like at the blink of an eye. I don't know if he yeah. would. Oh, so, yeah. I
1: mean, PJ. you are not, uh, not that expensive. Uh, PJ was on last week, and he hosts uh, a classic car show in June. Uh, it's called Classics of the Clubhouse, and it's a golf course. And okay. he's and it's just free access into the golf course, and there's just air-cooled cars everywhere. Um, And I went to my, it was my first show that I went to for, oh, God knows how many years last year. And it's a fantastic event. Um, But he lives sort of just a few streets away from me. So I should say to him, yeah, get get me some of those. But I want to go off on a slight tangent, on a slight tangent part, because last time you were on, we talked about, you know, being things that are really tangible that we, and old school things like, you know, vinyl and yeah. cds yeah. and things like that now at the weekend i moved a shed now before anybody says it that shed was not my 9-11 or the boxster it was <laughs> it was a shed a uh, building in the garden and in that building was a set of vinyl like vinyl records that my sister and my brother would have bought in the 80s
0: amazing There's some good stuff in there so i'm
1: going to show you the first one it is <laughs> Jean-Michel Jarre, Zuluk. That's <laughs> ah, a good.
2: That's a good one. Yeah. Jean-Michel out, Jarre. Look
1: photo on the back. Yeah. Look, Look at that. this.
2: Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah.
1: And
0: then. What else you got? And then, this is good.
1: True Faith, New Order.
0: Oh yeah, Check this is out. this is good. Great album.
1: That's classic. This is good. That might that might if I sold that I might be able to buy a steel wheel. <laughs> and then I'll show you one more.
0: Righto. Which this better be good.
1: Billy Joel, The Stranger.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, you've got some good great stuff here. album. Yeah, he's a great it's album. some quality great album. stuff.
1: Yeah. There's, there's some really bad stuff. I don't yeah, know there'd be I some rubbish in there, yeah. wouldn't there? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to show you that. Obviously, there's the 12-inch single of Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, hear it, I hear it really turns up the quality if you play it on vinyl. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I, can, I can live with it. I think it's better than... And the Murray Gary version.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, good. I, have, yeah,
0: have, I think uh, it's a fair fair statement There, Bart. Yeah. Hey, um yeah. I'd like to talk I'd like to talk to Bart about his books. Okay. Bart I don't own any of your books. I should, and I will. I've got a comprehensive collection of Porsche related literature. But could you tell me the the books themselves for those of us yeah. who have never bought one or looked at one or actually seen mm-hmm. one in the flesh, touchy-feely, tell us what is the format? Is it, like I know there's black and white photography in there because that's what you're known for. Is there text? Is yeah. there a story about I'll, the ownership?
2: I'll, I'll, take, I'll take you one. Okay.
0: Have a look at them all lined up on his shelf behind him, Majmar.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this, yeah. That, Bart did say last time he doesn't like to post them to Australia. Yeah, I recall. He more than they to
2: buy <laughs> yeah i like to post them but the thing is the shipping is like half of the price of the book <laughs> australia it's crazy so this is a, this is the format sure easy so you see volume seven flat six law affair sure that's 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 just a vin number
1: i like that yeah yeah uh, vi-
2: yeah sure every year because all the all the books of volume seven have the same vin number of course it's not like every book has a different number okay but i used to I think the very first one was a VIN number of my very first car. Oh, a nice one. The second, wow. second one, I don't know anymore, but, the, but this one, this is a VIN number of the slate gray. I bought, Ah, um, if I'm correct. Yeah. And then in between, I don't know anymore. Uh, so I picked a, a VIN number from sure. somebody I liked or a car that I like. And then you got, of course, um, yeah. Then you got the photography, which is very minimalistic. It's just, it's just the name. Like this is Christina. She lives in in Lima, South Cyprus. It's a nineteen seventy, nineteen ninety seven 993 Carrera S. Uh, and then there's two sentences about what she likes about the car. Sure. And then you have these pictures about her and the car. Um,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, lovely. Okay.
2: Yeah. So wow. it's very minimalistic. There's 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 no text apart from um, the owner, uh, where they live. Um, year of the car, color of the car, because you don't see it obviously, sure. in black and white. And and that's it more or less. Um, on the back of the book, you see the title again, you see the E. Yep. Because here's a Porsche.
1: Got
0: it.
2: Uh, if you have a model. so So, yeah, Mark, I think for you, it's going to be the E.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Sounds like it. Tell me, um, and with regards to the um, subjects in the book. How did you come about them? Did you seek them? It's just friends of friends. It's some media people, some just blatant enthusiasts. How did you come across these personalities?
2: Well, the very first book, of course, was was the most difficult one because you have to um, search for the people. You yep. have to explain your project, like, "Hey, I'm going to do a book. Uh, do you want to shoot uh, this kind of this kind of uh, thing?" You know uh but then the second that from the second book on it was like quite easy because or people knew already the books uh or they knew my photography or they were following me on instagram um and then it was quite easy then i just contacted people from all walks of life and i said hey i would love to shoot you for my book and then most of the times they said yes i i think over the seven years that i'm doing this now i think i had two maybe three people who said now i'm not interested in it. uh which is fine, of course as well, um but yeah it's of course, if you go to the more um famous people, sure, you always have to negotiate a little bit like yeah when and why and and how long is it going to take, and maybe tomorrow and then not tomorrow, then maybe next month, so it's different um like yeah, when you shoot someone, I call it random like guys like us, for example, sure. uh they most of the time they feel like. Honored, and I feel honored as well that, that I can like, shoot yes, this guy. Sure. But there's a mutual, 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 um, yeah, understanding. And you just find the dating, you shoot, and everybody's happy. When you go with a celebrity, especially when they're really A-listers, then yeah, then you have to be lucky that they say, "Okay, on Wednesday, I have like an hour time, and let's do it." Um, but this is this is also fine, you know. They have a busy schedule; those people. Um, and then I'm more than more than happy and more than honored to to have them in the book. Um, and even though I'm finished now, I I regret that I, that I missed out on a, on a couple of really really interesting ones that basically agreed on doing it, but then because of COVID, because of traveling, because of yeah whatever circumstances, it didn't happen. Um, it sounds uh, like it
0: at possib- some point. Poss- Sorry, but it sounds like possibly after the E, there could be a nine, then a one, then a one.
2: No, no, you're done. It's over. Yeah, yeah
0: I'm done. You don't want the full 10 yeah. years, you know? The...
2: No, no. Okay. no, no, no. The thing is, I think if you start a project like this, and when it's seven years, I think after seven years you have to say, okay, guys, this is it. This is the story I wanted to tell visually. Um, and I want to do something else now. Great. Um, Drive I'm, 9, I'm not saying I'm yeah yeah nine twelve book or something so no it, it, i just want to do something else and get the excited. I, I was still excited in the last book but you feel like it's seven years you're still like okay i need something else to to get me out of bed and to get me really really excited again to trigger yourself because after seven years some shoots getting a little bit too comfortable okay and i don't mm-hmm. want to be comfortable i want to be excited and and anxious and and, and scared and 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 all these emotions makes me um, a, a better photographer in the end because I, I feel like I have to be, um, yeah, I have to be on uh, sharp. Sure. And, um, so that's why I think it's a good time to 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 yeah to move on to something else. Yeah. So does it feel like
1: because now that's complete and it's a complete set? It's almost yes, I can move on from that and I'm happy with what I've done, but. What's on your mind to do next? What's the next thing that you think is going to get you the same, I don't know, jacked in the same way?
2: Well, you know that I, that I also really like to shoot portraits and, and, and photography in general. The thing is after shooting seven years of Porsches, plastic Porsches, people start to label you as a car photographer sure. and a Porsche photographer, which I, I don't hate it, but I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm more, than, more than that. So what I want to do next is finding those things. I will still shoot classic cars, but I also want to shoot some pictures of the city where I'm in uh, or the people that I shoot. Like, hey, instead of you posing with your car, I want to take some nice portraits of you as well um, and do the combination of pictures because the photographs in the book or in whatever I'm going to do are for me more important than... than, um, how do I say? Than, than the car, there's always uh, mm-hmm. more to it, uh, in my opinion. Um, so that's why I'm doing those exhibitions lately as well. People buy prints because there's more to it than just a, a picture of a car. There's yeah, there's something going on, and this is what I wanna achieve with my with my photography all the time. Yeah, I
1: remember you so. saying last time uh, that. You're not particularly a Porsche guy, you're not particularly a car guy, but it's one of those things that you did this series, and like you say, it, it's done so well that you don't want it to be the overwhelming thing that people think, oh, it's Bart, he did that, those series of books. Whereas the next thing might be, well, actually, he's the, I don't know, Hollywood portrait guy, or he's the city travelogue guy, or he's the, you know, people like to label, don't they? Yeah,
2: but of course. Which yeah, is. And yeah. it,
1: uh, which is kind of natural, but, um,
2: it's but natural I was thinking, and it's okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, a, but I always like the things that you, uh, when you just take the ad hoc photos on your travels and you put them on Instagram, mm-hmm. I, I quite like those because they're of the moment. And it's when we were talking to PJ, who's also a photographer. And I said to him about, um, there's a, a, a big movement where, and I guess you're part of it, where people take a photo of the person taking the photo. <laughs> and, yeah. and he said, that's, you're capturing the moment of the moment being captured, if that makes sense. And he said, "There's something yeah, to it. It's not just about that." So, you know, it's it's like a two-fold thing, isn't it? So, there's a photo of you taking a photo that's going to be in a book, and you go, "Oh well, there's, that moment was captured from a different angle." I quite like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great <laughs> idea, and it's a, it's 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 what you see more and more these days. But um, yeah, when it comes to the stuff that I'm shooting or want to shoot in the future that is uh, yeah I, I like you said i i like to shoot the portraits as well that i did in, in in hollywood and la with the celebrities and with the, the artists and with the, I like to shoot musicians as well because most of the time they have a they have a really interesting story uh about their life and i'm always interested in how did they become such a great artist how did they become that musician how did they meet uh when they were young uh, how is how is life on the road when you travel How is the atmosphere in the tour bus when you go from one city to another because you have this like, yeah, it's almost like a family living together in a bus, you know, with the ups and downs, uh, from everybody. And I like this vibe. Um, and it teaches me a lot, uh, from a a part of life that I wasn't aware of because I was never in a band or, or something like this. So, um, Uh, maybe you saw that I was uh, with Soul Savers a friend of mine Rich from the UK has a band Soul Savers and he toured with they did a collaboration for a couple of years with Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode they toured in in Paris in London in Berlin and I followed them uh, during uh, this time Um, it was amazing it was a different vibe it was a different way of of shooting for me Uh, because yeah when I do a shoot with a car um, then it's all about person and me yeah but when you're shooting a group a band it's not about me at all it's about the band and you just have to make sure you you make your snaps uh in between like it's more like yeah fly on the wall kind of thing like you can shoot but make sure you're not annoying you know (laughs) Uh, it's it's more this kind of of photography um and this was different for me and i really loved it and and it, it makes you Think it makes you reinvent yourself, um, the way you want to shoot, uh, the lens you want to use, the film you want to use. Um, you have to be silent, you have to be, um, yeah, because it's choose the right almost, moment, yeah,
1: because you're almost an observer, aren't you, of uh, of something happening. You're not creating, yeah. you're not getting people to pose, you're they're doing something, and you're almost observing. Um, and the thing that I always like is you know some of the some of the photographs that you've taken the portraits um, and this might be me just you know taking a leap and and my perception of it because I'm not a photographer but you know when when the artist is um, slightly older and there's a your style of photo there's a there's a rawness to it that it's almost like they don't need to be saying anything they don't need to be in a particular pose but because they're older and they've lived a life, their face almost tells the story. I, I quite like that aspect, of it, especially the, you know, the, the style of photo that you. It's a great leveler, where it takes all the extra stuff out and it's just their face telling the story. I quite like that about it.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, it's uh, yeah. Oh, it's just sorry. it's just my opinion on it. I, I just I just yeah. like that. It's it's almost. That it brings out the characteristics of their face and you can see that they've they've lived a life. It's almost, they say on a car, they'd call it patina. But uh, on, on these photos, it's almost like it accentuates it, brings it out more with the style of photography that you have. And the, the ones that I've seen, I, I really like that, especially the ones that aren't posed where it's almost like they're getting ready to go and do something. They're getting ready to go and perform. They're getting ready to pose for a photo. It's an in-between phase kind of thing. They're about to do something or they're relaxing or they're resting. Uh, that's yeah. the aspect I, I really like about it. And it, I, I feel like it, it brings something out that you wouldn't in a different style of photography, in, in my opinion. Yeah.
2: What, what I like to do when I've been photographing for the Porsche books is that I, everybody knows I, I shoot very fast. Um, and I always try to shoot, like most of the people just walk to the car and then I'm, and I'm already shooting and they turn around and then, yeah, most of the time they have no clue that I'm already, in my second role of film already <laughs> because i keep talking I keep doing and i say yeah grab something and you can have a drink don't worry and they or they they got a phone call say so, yeah take the call don't worry and I, I move a little bit i take a picture so they feel uh comfortable uh, with me and i think that's important as a photographer that they feel mm-hmm. they feel safe in a safe place because if you going to ask those people to pose most of them are not models of course yep. um and then they start to do weird stuff like, yeah, where, where should I put my hands? And and should I? I'm always happy that they smoke and say smoke a cigarette, and then you get then <laughs> yeah. they start smoking, and it always helps with the pictures, like on film. I know it's it's not healthy, but it looks good. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, this kind of I like this kind of photography to shoot, like the, the in between moments between yeah. Um,
1: I, the, I saw yeah. I saw yeah. the uh I saw the Porsche Porsche ad for the sport classic. And yeah. I feel like you should have been in that. It's the one with the, you know, the um where the record player starts playing and then it's kind of filmed in a very sixties almost noir style. Uh, but it's not. It, it, there's something not quite authentic about the style. Um and I thought of you saw of, as I saw it and I thought oh, I should have got Bart to do this. <laughs>
2: Do I look that old? Yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's the style of it. It would have been, it would Mark, have been amazing. Mark, Mark, Mark it, it sounds like we look that old. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well,
2: no,
0: Ajmal, yeah. Ajmal yeah, thinks everyone's old, yeah, he, don't worry. Ajmal thinks everyone's <laughs> yeah, old.
2: We, we are, we are. Um, no, I saw it, of course, because a friend of mine um, has a company in, in, in Hamburg and they, uh, they produced it. Um, uh, so he showed it to me and, yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's the thing with Porsche. Of course, you always have this, um, amazing history, um, that they have to, I feel like they have to include it almost in, in a video to sell something new, uh, because the new things are never as cool as the ones (laughs) from before. So They use it as bait, almost like. Um, but it looks, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, of course, when you have this kind of uh, history, then it should be almost a waste of of, of not to use it. You know? Yeah. Um, no, absolutely.
1: I'm. I'm it's, actually. It's like
2: it's like like our hustle, but they have this amazing history. Um, so yeah,
0: I'm amazed they actually do the advertising. I am, I I just think, just because the brand is so firmly established as a benchmark in the um, industry that if they just went to their dealers and say we have, oh, Sport Classic, 1,250 cars globally, they're special, do you want one? Hands go up, yep, okay, they're sold. They didn't even need to do the ad. It'd be like they don't need to advertise new GD3, they're just going to sell them all you know now it's just the company is at that point where and, and look let's face it a car like that we've only 1200 globally no no one watching that ad is thinking i might go and buy one of them those cars are sold before they even get to the point of being advertised so i'm surprised because, they yeah, do. That's
2: a, that's a different i think that's a different discussion um i i, I don't i don't want the car i don't either um, I don't need a car. Uh, the, the thing is, because they're only producing twelve hundred fifty, they want to make it look or sound like it's something very unique and special. But then it only goes to people who are might not. I think from the twelve hundred fifty people who's going to buy them, maybe a thousand of them are not even into cars. They just have the money and they buy it because they can, and they're gonna sell it like the month later for double the price. That's mm-hmm. what's happening all the time, and that's a shame. It is a shame. Um, I remember when the 911R came a couple of years ago, amazing car. Still is. You never, you never see one mm. because no, but no one's driving it because everybody's buying it. And then, yeah, when you have to sell it with 100,000 miles and nobody wants it anymore, so they, have, they don't drive it. So it's a little bit of a shame. Hey, uh, hey Bart. Whatever, yeah.
0: That car, the 911R, came out in 2016. I have a neighbor two streets over, he bought two of them. Yeah. He has one that does nothing. It's got like 200 kilometers on it. And the other one has 94,000 kilometers on it.
2: Wow. How, that's tough. how it should be. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: he, so yeah, he bought that's... two so he could have one to drive yeah. and still have one to uh, yeah. keep. Yeah.
2: But, and probably sell the, the other. The first one is probably going to sell for more than he, the two together. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. So he's doing, he's
1: doing a good deal. Yeah. 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 No,
2: Because so I, I, I went to
1: the Porsche dealership yesterday. I just popped in as I was going past. And I went to see the, G- I knew they had a GT3 on display. And I thought, I'll go and have a look at it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a thing to behold. But when you stand next to it, you just think it's huge. Spaceship. And yeah. And you think, well, why do I like my 912? Because it's small. You know, why do I like my 996? Because it's still quite small. And it was a brand new one. It was in Riviera Blue. And, you know, it really popped. But, you know, 21 inch wheels, it's humongous. And the then brakes, was, the
0: brakes on the front of that car are probably bigger than the wheels on the 912.
1: Easily, easily. And then you look at right next to it was a 2018 911 Speedster. Oh, yep. A, a stunning looking thing. Massive, was, though. Oh, yeah, massive. Over three three hundred, over three hundred thousand pounds. So someone has bought that car, brand new, one person, and they've had it for nearly four years, and it had six hundred miles on the clock. And you just think, you bought that not even to look at it, you bought it to save it for the next owner and the next owner, or you bought it to make money. And I don't, I don't yeah. know, maybe it's diff- it means a different thing to different people. We're here, we like we like old cars, we like what they, how they make us feel. We like how engaged we are, and when we're when we're driving them. But I guess there's there's another element to it when people buy these newer
2: cars. Yeah, but the things I I don't judge those people because it's a if you have the money and it's yeah whatever it's it's a good investment. You buy the new car yourself for a lot more. It's it's yeah it's it's wise mm. it's a wise decision. It's, it's it's all good. I'm I'm all okay with it. The problem is you don't see the cars on the road, and that's a little bit of a, that's what I regret. Because would love to see the 911 R on the on, like every day somewhere, like oh wow, so this is not the case. So, but yeah, of it's, course. In, in terms, yeah, it is of, what it is. Uh, in, investment, it, it, it's a good thing, of course. But um, but now it, it's funny when you talk about the, the new 9 GT3. All of a sudden, <laughs> the 997 looks like looks like a small car. <laughs> yes. Yeah, small and compact car, um, which which it is. Um, it is It is a small car, if you think about it. And it's. It's. I think it's becoming a classic, the 997. Well, it uh, is. Cause well, the price is reflective of, maybe, of that. It, it, yeah.
0: The value of yeah, a 997 is GT3 on, yeah. is unbelievable now.
2: Yeah, I don't know the GT3s. I, I don't, I'm i looking to the normal ones, like the the, the S in the forest. Uh, you're in the GT3 yeah, could, league. I can I can hear it because you live in an expensive neighborhood because you have a neighbor with two nine eleven Rs mark.
0: <laughs> I'm not so. in the G D three league. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, because the G D threes, I mean, they're
1: they they just a thing, they're just a thing on their own. Um, but you're right, the nine nine seven, it's it's past its dip in bottom in price, it's starting to go back up. Um, but it's the same, you know, when I went to the dealership, I was in my nine nine six and I parked next to a nine nine two. And you look at it and you just, you know, just the the wheels feel like they're as high as my car. And when you're on the road, nearly all of them are automatic, but the Speedster was manual, the one that was for sale. The only way it came.
0: The only way you could
1: buy it. And I was was stunned to see any kind of manual in there. But, you know, there was a brand new uh, Boxster in there. And also huge. And you you think about, you know, when you're trying to enjoy driving something on the road because they've become this not work of art, I don't know an engineering feat of something amazing, but when you're driving and you think I just want to get ultimate enjoyment and I'm driving on the road, um, I, th- I think my nine twelve and Bart, your nine twelve, and Mark, your three five six, they went hands down every time.
0: It is amazing.
2: Yeah, it's it's it. it depends on a lot of things. Um, where do you live? If you live in if you live in Australia or live in California, you can drive and. 912 or 356, like every day. Uh, if you live in Europe, like we do, uh, mm-hmm. then you need another car next to you, yep. period, um, because you drive it like a couple of months a year. Um, also, when you have to travel far, like when you have to go to whatever drive for six, seven, eight hours, then you, the evening before you think, okay, I'm going to take the 912 or the 911. In the morning, you wake up and you think, yeah, let's take the daily because you never know and then you can take a little bit extra and then or you get in the garage in the morning and you go like and it's just like tuck. So, yeah. So this well, is also the, thing, the charm.
1: Yes, yeah. it is. And and it's one of those things where I, I promised myself that I would now I live, you know, I I live about 40 miles away from London. Uh so I live in a in a village. And I always promised myself that I would go in my nine twelve, and I would drive to Scotland. Have you done I it? I would drive to, to. I've not done it, but to drive to Scotland, get there in one day, and the next day drive back. And but my car doesn't have seatbelts. Do it tomorrow. It's not. Uh, do it tomorrow. Do uh, it I, tomorrow, Ashma. I don't
2: know if it's going to work. It's been in storage for since last September. Uh, have a go. September. So but it's, uh, it's it's. You want to do the the NT five hundred.
1: No, 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 no. That's too do- far. Just, just up to, up to sort of middle of Scotland and come back. I, I just guess I should do the NC five hundred if I'm going all that yeah. way.
2: Yeah? Well, I'm pretty sure if we, I can come with three, four, five people from from Belgium or the Netherlands. Then yeah, they can and we pick you know. up on the way Yeah, <laughs> we pick you up in in, in Duver and then we go up and then. We pick up a couple of people in the UK and we do the NC five hundred. Then catch the ferry
0: over. Then catch the ferry over to Ireland. Go down the coast.
2: Yeah, we do two three podcasts on the way with the people who join. Yeah. It'd be
1: amazing. That would be amazing. That would. I mean, what what happens if I break down and you have got to leave me behind?
0: Of course. That's why he's bringing three or four people as backup.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ready-made replacements. I know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. the idea of it sounds really romantic and exciting. And you know, I want to just want to get in my car. The in, in my imagination, the sun shining when it happens. <laughs> of you know, course, I to
2: go. The sun's every, out. every day in every day in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or on four, the highway, you're, you're going to find me.
0: You're going to find those four days of summer.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because yeah. <laughs> I, I always think, you know, people are going to be waving at me because I, I drive, you know, in uh, Stratford, which is about a uh, 90 minute drive away, there's a, 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 it's called Caffeine the Machine. I don't know if you've seen it on social yeah, media. I saw it.
2: Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah. so,
1: I, so I, I go there every now and again because they have last Wednesday of the month, they have an air cooled depreciation site evening. And I get up there and air, there's just air cool cars absolutely everywhere from amazing. Nine, old 911s to you know 993s and um I've done that and on that when you're on the highway motorway you know people drive past and they're waving at you they slow down to wave at you and and driving an old car you always think are they waving because they like my car or am I on fire <laughs> you're, you're always thinking <laughs> yeah. is my car on fire or are they just saying hey <laughs> so, so cool car, man. and then you're on and you're on the motorway and and you're doing you know you're doing 70 miles an hour and it's kind of you gritting your teeth and you're holding on like it's the white knuckle ride <laughs> and then you think can yeah. I do that for five hours six hours maybe
2: yeah I like it when you when you drive on the highway and you, you pass like a big uh, industrial um, yes. thing and then you go like <laughs> and then it's, it's my car it's outside and then you're talking <laughs> it's, it's my car you know, she's, of course, it's most of the time it's out, outside, but I'm always thinking it's my car. Something's wrong. Uh, no, so, because I, you... I have, I have the same in a tunnel when I go to a tunnel and it's like, and it, and it goes like traffic jam in a tunnel. In the car goes like, oh my god, no, not not here, not here, please. <laughs> I start sweating and then your hands get like. Yeah, Do you don't have know, this trouble with the new gt3 of course Yeah, no. <laughs> but,
1: but i think with the with the airpods in when you've got them in and sometimes i've taken a call or something and you know you can't hear yourself or sometimes i might go i'm gonna listen to a bit of music you know i've got i've got a tape player in there like an old cassette tape player um but sometimes i'm listening to something on my airpods and every now and again you have to take one off to go oh. is everything okay does everything smell okay does everything sound okay yeah it does <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I, am Why I the only guy thinking? here, or do you guys also, when you start your car, your old car, do you just hold your breath as you turn the key in hope that it will continue to do yeah.
2: <laughs> Most of the time I started with the door open. Yeah, you I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because
1: <laughs> with, with my 911, I have to close the door because I hate the noise it makes when I first start it off. <laughs> Is it still making the noise? It's still making the noise in the morning, only in the first thing in the morning. Got it. After that, it's fine. Okay.
0: It's what happens, Bart, so when you've it. got a nine eleven and you let it run out of oil.
1: That that yeah. only happened once. <laughs> <pretending>. <laughs> it only it's has serious. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just forgot to check it. I just forgot to check it. It's, Classic. It's fine now. Hey, but uh, it's uh, disgusting.
0: Hey, Bart, back on a tangent about your books. Yeah. I've got a couple of questions yeah. here. I read through some of the people that have been in various volumes of books and I notice you've got quite a broad spectrum of society really. How is it shooting the A-listers, as you say, that they say, you've got six minutes, go now type people versus professional athletes that you've shot versus just car enthusiasts that just will sit there and crap on for two hours about the, you know, the car that they've got. How do you how do you manage all those variations? You know, during that experience, do you sort of just wing it and be friendly, or do you have a very do you get your game face on? How's this? How the whole thing work for you?
2: Well, the thing is, I I don't get starstruck, um, so yeah, I'm used to photograph with these portraits, uh, all kinds of people. So sure. I'm not really. Um, I'm impressed by what they've done as sure. a, as for their job. I, I respect it and, and they, they have become huge because they're really talented and I admire that. But I'm not um I'm not um yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm not Starstruck. So I, I always go there with the idea that hey, it's my moment, it's it's my book. Um uh and I'm in charge yeah, yeah, sure. of the moment. Yeah, this, yeah. this is what I'm trying to tell myself. Uh, and I think you should, because otherwise you, you Otherwise, they feel it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I must say I've been lucky because everybody I photographed, even the, the A-listers were very, very happy to work with me. They were very okay. friendly. They were... They, it. They took the, there was really nobody. When you go with musicians, sometimes they say, yeah, you have two minutes because the manager is there and say, yeah, you have two minutes. But yeah, yeah, sure. the, the, car, the car guys, they took their time, for example, with Patrick Dempsey, because many people ask, hey, how was Che or Patrick Dempsey? Uh, you know, with Patrick... You know, we met at his house, we went for a drive in, in Malibu. I think we were on the road for an hour, an hour and a half. It was a lot of fun. We yeah, talked, we we talked about the, the cameras and photography. He took his time. Um, I was happy about I, I didn't expect to have one hour and a half, so but he had fun. I, I had fun, so it was okay. Uh it was amazing. So um, like I said, it's more and my approach to them is, is the same approach that I would have. With you guys, sure. for example, you know, uh, you arrive, you have a coffee, you talk a little bit about the cars. The thing is, you immediately have something common. to talk about, common, yeah. which makes it easier. Yeah. But if you go to, yeah, a big architect, for example, and you don't know that much about architecture, and he starts talking, you have no clue what he's talking about, then it's be, then it's awkward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you immediately have the cars, you immediately have like five, six, seven people. No. So hey by the way, I must say hi from from Jeff Swart or whatever. Yeah. yeah because okay. you always the, the thing is you're always there because of someone else. Yeah. Because you don't end up with Patrick Dempsey out of the blue. So <laughs> um I got there, if I'm correct, via via Jeff Swart and he contacted Patrick Long and Patrick Long um was on I think on on, on together with, with 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 Patrick for something. So he he managed just um, shoot, so you always have something yeah, to say. Great. Like, hey, I must say hi from Patrick, and then and they, yeah, sure, and then he's rolling. Can I ask but, you? Um,
0: can I ask you about a Belgian superstar, yeah. other than you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Tomášek
0: Bonen. Who? Tom Bonen. Ah, Tom Tom Bonen. Yeah, how did that yeah, one come? Legend. How did this
2: one come by? I don't know anymore.
0: Do you know who this person is, Osmar? No, I don't. He's a cycling superstar from the uh, 2000s.
1: Right. If you were going to say the 90s or 80s, I would have said, no,
2: I'm not going to say that. Maybe late 90s, but
0: mostly (laughs) 2000s.
2: Yeah, he's a world-class cycling guy, absolutely. But I don't know anymore um, how we met. Oh, I remember we were together in a garage where he, he did maintenance for his car. Ah. Um, and I came almost at the garage and he was driving away. So I was really like, yeah. And he stopped <laughs> and we started talking. Uh, and I said, listen, I'm going I'm doing these books and what do you think? And he said, yeah, sure. And then you know, we exchange numbers and then a couple of days later we, we photographed. And the thing is we we get along very well because after that we we Went together at some point. I had a shoot in Germany, um, with Hans Mesger, yeah, yeah, who died,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and, and Norbert Singer, so two two legends, two, in of the, course, in the, yeah, and uh, and and Alois Ruf, the three <laughs> of them. So, wow. the first, yeah, the first two I photographed in Stuttgart in the secret storage, sure, which is not so secret, yeah, because yeah that everybody
0: knows there, about, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, so that place. Uh, and then on the way back, um, we went to Luis for like two days, uh, one day up shooting, uh, sleeping and, 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 and back home. And I called Tom and said, Tom, listen, I have to go to Stuttgart. Um, I'm going to shoot Norbert Singer and Hans Mesger and Luis Roof. And Tom is really into cars as well. And he was like, oh my God, can I join? And I said, sure. But we have to come up with an excuse because I told them I was coming alone, so... I said, you're my assistant. I said, okay, it's fine. So we came there and I we we his room, say, yeah, Luis, I'm here. And this is my assistant, Tom. And he was like, yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, we walked in like this and probably you would have recognized him. So I didn't know he was into cycling. So it was fun. Yeah. But yeah, we were on the road for two days together and he's, he's really a super fun guy. He's really in racing. He's a very, very good driver as well because he's doing a GT3 Cup and he's, he's really amazing results. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely is a great guy. And he, at some point, introduced me to, because I said, do you know some people, you know, interestingly said, yeah, I have Thor Yeah, okay. Which is, yeah, which is another. Norwegian uh, cyclist, Ajmal. Norwegian oh. cycling guy. And I was on my way to Monaco for something. Uh, and he's there. Uh, he has a house there and the GT and um, 993 Turbo. Uh, there. So he called him and said, I have a friend of mine doing books and thought, of should let him over. Said, let oh. him over. <laughs> so <laughs> it was easy. So all the time I've been lucky with, with with connecting the dots. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, and, and it went like this all the time when I photographed uh, Andre Bezoidenhard, a friend of mine from South Africa, he was on a tour in Europe and we were doing the shoot. And after the shoot said, so I always ask, Hey, do you know someone interesting, interesting car?" Interesting personality, and I was like, um, "Yeah, maybe Paloma Picasso, the daughter of Picasso." I said, "Yeah, why not?" So I took the wow. phone call, her and said, "Paloma, I have a guy for book. He said, Send him over." So <laughs> I went to Switzerland to Lausanne and to shoot Paloma. Yeah, to shoot Paloma, which was amazing as well. Would have been. Um, yeah, wow. and it's been always it's been always like this. The benefit is if you have like three or four. If you're into three or four or five books already, yeah. you can just send him a book or your website, and they yeah. go and they say, "Okay,
0: yeah." This then guy, they check this and guy, they is serious. Immediately
2: yeah. See yeah, it yeah. makes it. It's the same with my portraits. The first one is difficult, and now it's like kind of. It's not that it's easy, but you show the website and, and people can see. Okay, yeah, this is the quality guys doing, and they like it or they don't like it. That's up to them. But I mean, at least they can see something. Um, so um, now, Bart, you said you
0: only had yeah. forty-five minutes. We've been going longer than this. Is your children waiting outside the school to be picked up?
2: No, they it just they come home with the bike. Uh, my youngest okay. one, when he com- when he comes home, he has you will see because he's thrashing. <laughs> if the, if the door is closed, he's just riding through the door. Uh, so, but anyway, he's he's probably on his way, so don't worry about it. Okay. Um, good. <laughs>
1: Now, the thing I was going to say was the way that you just said how you keep getting people subjects for your uh, uh, photographs and your books. Uh, Mark, this is how we need to get Magnus.
0: We're still going on the Magnus bandwagon, are we? We've
1: got, we need to get the Magnus. So what's going to happen is we're going to say, come on to the podcast, Magnus. We've because had Bart's superstar, been on. Belgian superstar Bart already on. We've had Brock on.
2: Yeah. Who's, he's met. He's met he Yeah. Lara Lara was here as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. we had Lara on,
2: yeah. Yeah, okay, fun, fun, fun. Uh,
1: We we always have that thing of where, this has been quite good, we've talked about cars and we've talked about Porsches, because sometimes Mark and I forget to talk about cars and forget to talk about Porsches. When we had Brock on the first time of 996 Road Trip, he was on for like 90 minutes and we didn't talk about cars or Porsches or anything. And then he had to come on again a second time for part two so we could talk about his cars. <laughs> because we completely forgot. Because we we're not we're not professional podcasters, we don't interview people, we just as Mark says, we crap on about anything and everything. <laughs> so so it just goes off on a tangent. So with Brock, it was like that. And with you know, we need to get
2: Magnus on to talk about Yeah, because Magnus. it's it, yeah, because he's much more than sorry, he's much more than cars. Yeah. He can he has a lot of Yes, he's a very educated guy in terms of art and design, and he and can talk about a lot of stuff other than uh, the 277 car. Um, so you yeah. will have a lot of fun. But what I will yeah. do is I will send him a text with you in a WhatsApp group, and then you just yes. say, he will say yes or no, oh whatever. My but most <laughs> oh my God, easy. I'm so happy.
0: Yeah. You haven't got him it's on really yet, Arjun. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah.
1: This is how it happens. Look, Bart's gonna make it happen.
2: Then we we'll get Laura on the case. Um, then we we'll get Brock yeah. on the case. I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah, he's easy, easy. We'll do it. Yeah. Appreciate it, yeah, Bart.
1: Because obviously, yeah. um Magnus has been over in uh in the US a long time. But you know, when you speak to when you hear him talk where everything about him, he's still also Sheffield, isn't he? He's, he's still, he's and good. I love yeah. that, yeah. and uh, and just you know, he's got such an interesting backstory. A lot of people don't get.
0: Hey, hey, Magnus. hey, hey, hey Ashman. He f- yeah. Let's let let Magnus tell us. Yes,
1: let Magnus tell us.
0: Okay, let Magnus tell our he listeners explained. the backstory.
1: You know, I'm going to ask him about chips.
0: Oh yeah, I, yeah, I know you're not going to, to help yourself. It's been brought up about eight
1: times on the podcast. I can't, I got. To, I got to ask him about the skin on chips. <laughs> skin on chips or witchcraft? Isn't that they, just wages not be allowed? No, they don't don't know. Which is on chips though? Which is okay. on chips? <laughs> but but how do you feel about chips? Like not potato chips, like in crisps, but fries, Fritz. with the with the skin still on. The potato skin still
2: on well, them. like like the French fries. Yeah yeah you yeah. Mean. But or yeah, the Belgian frits. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is another discussion. It's sensitive <laughs> for me because I'm from Belgium. It's not French fries. It, they're from Belgium. There's ne- never been fries from France. So the, the, okay, been from Belgium. Yeah. So
1: yeah, the Belgian so fries. It, yeah. It's a
2: it's a big mistake in history because I'm gonna tell it once again. Everywhere I go, I make I make a point out of it to have the discussion when they say French fries. So no, from we've, we've set Bart when, off now. okay <laughs> <serious>. Yeah. When. <laughs> Belgium is in the south. We speak French. Of course, in the north of of Belgium, we speak Flemish. Uh, so, um, when the war was going on, yeah, the Americans came to help us. Of course, uh, and in the south of Belgium, they speak French. So that's why they thought they said French fries because they, they see the fries mm. and they speak French. So they say French fries, but they always been from Belgium. So. No, they didn't, don't get into the trap. It's from Belgium. <laughs> this is from this Dozen. is it. this is a great this history lesson. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We have set the record but, straight on that. This is it now.
2: Yeah.
1: It says, if you mm-hmm. want to know
2: my my feeling on the fries with the skin on, yeah, I I, I don't know. I have the feeling like they're just lazy and just take yes. It off.
0: Well, I've, yes. Okay, I'll, you, keep, I'll keep going on this topic. Yeah? Here we go. We have a. Pub here in Perth called the Belgian Beer Cafe, right? It's one of those, it's all Belgian beers. There's like 30 different Belgian beers to pick from when you go in there, right? It's a very boutique style hotel. And anyway, they have Belgian style food in there. And the fries that come in the, you know, the cardboard cone with mayo and all that sort of stuff on it, like a good, you know, like you're going to the cyclocross. And the, um, but all their fries, skin on.
2: Really? Yeah. That's lame. That's lame. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's lame. Thank, yeah. thank you, Bart. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But this is my, pro- this yeah. is my whole problem. I just don't care this enough because my... I love chips. Yeah. No, this is my whole problem, Bart, with, with Magnus. He posted something on Instagram where he was eating these, we call them chips over here, but he's eating them yeah. and they've got the skin on. And I thought, man, you've forgotten you're from Sheffield. There's no such thing in Sheffield. <laughs>
2: No, you should take it off. But anyway, it's a thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I like them with the skin on as well. I, but, but the classic ones, the good ones, should be without. I agree. Yes. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. You guys should
2: do me. a podcast, uh, a food, a culinary podcast.
0: <laughs> well, that could be the next thing. Maybe. Oh, you know what we should do?
2: It's better, Ajmal. It feels, I feel like you really
1: yeah, got passionate
2: about food as well.
1: I mean, it's purely just about those chips with the skin on them. I'm quite passionate okay. about it. Or, Although I'm quite passionate about wine.
0: If it's got bubbles yeah, and, from so, uh, and from northern yeah, Italy.
2: And from northern Italy, yes.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, I
2: have no clue about that.
1: So, Oh, yeah. yeah we're, we're trying to get a channel uh, podcast sponsor from someone okay. like,
2: like a, a winery, Prosecco,
0: Prosecco winery. vineyard. Yeah. It's not going that well. Yeah, up, but, yeah. yeah but anyway. It's not,
1: it's not going well. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the food thing, but maybe we should do, Ajmal, let's arrange a time. We'll meet at the same time. We'll go to Stuttgart, we'll go to Weissach, and we'll review the restaurant at the Porsche Center. Oh, my God,
1: yeah. There's
0: one on the roof there or something, or everyone keeps talking about? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Actually, we'll do the podcast from the restaurant. I've been the there,
2: restaurant. but I, I didn't do the restaurant, so, ah. um, so oh, I don't know with the French fries. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Or Belgian fries, yeah. even.
2: Maybe yeah, we Belgian should go fry.
1: on a. well I've got it. When you come over here, and we're driving up Scotland, we'll we'll review the fries everywhere. Oh, you put
0: on about thirty kilos. If all You're going to eat fries no, all no, the way you su- to review you su- those. You sweat yeah.
1: it out when you're in a nine yeah, twelve.
0: You sweat you it out yeah, through fear.
2: You
1: sweat
0: it out. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the, every, time you, every time you want to start, you lose a kilo. Right? Yeah, yeah, some
1: sweat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like sweating. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly, because I didn't realize that my 912 was overheating because the temperature gauge didn't work. And so the way that I knew I was overheating was every time I stopped in traffic, I could feel the heat on the back of my head because it was all coming up, you know, the <laughs> little pipes that come up to demist the screen. And all you could smell was burning oil and the heat on the back of your head. And you get out of the car and you go, oh, it's actually not that hot outside. So it must be coming from the engine. So I fixed the uh, temperature gauge. And it was because the tinware was missing. You know, all the metal stuff that goes around that funnels the air to make it air cooled. Yeah, it wasn't, it, the air wasn't cooling it. So it was overheating. Do you have that now? No, I need that. Uh, no, I'll put that on. I've fixed the, the gauge. That would not have been cheap, Ajmal. Well the gauge? No, or the tinware. No, oh, it was only three pieces that were missing, and wow. I got them for like hundred and twenty pounds. Got it. One of them even came from America, <laughs> for like the home of skin and, on and chips. It, yeah, it took like six months to get here. And see the skin on the see Bart's got a bad impression of me now about the skin on chips thing because <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't... do get my beating my out about it. We talk about it every podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you talk about
2: it every podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. It is.
0: It um, is. I said, so, do it. So, yeah. But last time we spoke about you publishing uh, volume seven of your book, it was almost yeah. like there was relief in your voice that you finally got it. You had it, you know, in the bag and it was done. Right. And we said, yeah. what's next? You're going, I'm never printing another book again. Have you changed your mind yet?
2: No, I didn't say that. Did I say that?
0: I, I might have heard that. That doesn't mean you said it. You know how sometimes you no. say things and what people hear are different?
2: It's a rumor. Um, no, because <laughs> I printed a, I printed a book with the portraits uh, in between, between five and six. Um, and no, I, I'm all about making books. Oh, good, uh, good. Printing, print, printing them and having them at home might not be a good idea anymore for the future. Maybe I, I will go with a company who's – leave the books over there. And when someone places an order, they ship it for me. Uh, this might be a more ideal way of doing business. But I always like to, to be in control of everything. Sure. And I liked it when I had the books here and, and packed them and, and signed them and put a note like, thank you, bye, and, and ship them. But I don't think I want to do that again because that's really a pain. That's not really really, really a part of the process that I enjoy. Got it. Like, you know, um, when, I'm, when I'm shooting, I like... The, Packing my bag, traveling. The traveling is really interesting. Uh, Spending my time in hotels, being alone, feeling lonely, this kind of stuff, everything all together makes the the package complete for me. Uh, Photographing. But then the editing of the pictures, it's a part I don't like. For me, already, like, too much going on. Um, So... Do you do all that yourself? Of course, yeah, everything. Yeah, okay. of course. With cars, you don't have to edit. You, you just you just crop uh, a little bit when you feel the need to crop, or you wanna wanna have a square picture, whatever. Sure. Um, and you do a little bit of adjustments of the exposure, but most of the time that's it. Um, but when you do portraits of people, especially when you shoot women, then you need to be careful because then then they yeah I have my dirty, dark, grainy look, and when you shoot shoot someone and she's forty five, then she expects that on the pictures she's going to look eighteen again.
1: Yeah.
2: Um
0: not 65. Yeah, which is
2: not my Yeah, which is not my kind of photography. So, sure. and then when it's dark and grainy and rough yep. and edgy then then you have to do a little bit of of yeah of tricks. And but I have someone who's doing that for me because ah, okay. I have no clue how to I have no clue how to work with Photoshop. Uh because it's a process or part of the process that I don't particularly enjoy so um so yeah yeah okay Uh, when they ask for it then i then i give it to the guy and and he'll fix it he'll make it a little bit more softer under the eyes yeah yeah. you know it's kind this kind of fashion um editing
0: so do you think uh, is there another portrait book on the way have you got something locked in for your next project
2: yeah 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 i'm 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 probably gonna do another portrait book when i'm like one year ahead and i've i've Again, one hundred or one hundred and fifty portraits, then I will do another book. Um, I'm doing a portrait, uh, a project with a French actress that I want to do in between a book and a magazine, only about her, sure, um, which is interesting as well. And then I'm want to do my next project with the cars as a uh, with quarantine. Um, that is going to be more or less like I shoot in one city. For example, I travel to New York and I shoot four, five, six guys in New York with a classic Porsche. Sure. And I, but I also shoot portraits portraits of the people and pictures of, of New York, and then it will be all in one magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it could be interesting.
0: There's quite a famous um, Porsche collector that lives in New York that I recall. He hasn't been on our podcast, yes. though, a comedian, yeah
2: probably a couple of them yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but very yeah. few very yeah. few as famous as Jerry Seinfeld
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah he he's living in LA
0: yeah this week
2: yeah and then yeah probably yeah but i never photographed him um uh, i was close to photographing him but he's not into shoots anymore okay. um so but i talked to his assistant um uh, but he said uh, he's not really up for it, okay. so which is okay. Yeah, fine, it's okay. Which is fine. Yeah, he'll reg- regret it later. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's
1: his laugh. <laughs> he'll regret <Yeah>. it later.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I like it
1: yeah. because um, I, l- I listen to Spikes Car Radio, and he's a, a frequent guest on there. And I- they're the best ones because obviously he talks at a pace, and he talks passionately about everything. You know, it doesn't matter what he's talking about. He could just be talking about a pair of sneakers that he's just bought and they are good for his heels. And he talks about it really passionately and quickly. And, and Mark, I mean, one of our previous guests, uh, have we lost Bart or is he still there? I think he just oh, dropped off. Oh,
0: no. No, oh, Bart's gone.
1: He's going to dial back in. He's going to dial back in. I think
0: you might be right. Let me just. Um, I reckon his phone battery or something went flat. I better make sure yeah. I can get him back in. Just give me a sec. I'll see if I'll. I'll, I'll see. I'll let him in if I see him pop up again. <laughs> yeah, so you're right about Jerry on um, Spike's car radio. He's like Sp- Spike Ferrison does have a knack for getting interesting people. Hang on, he's back. Uh, and Bart's back. <laughs> you're back, my friend. No, it's connecting. Oh, hello, Bart.
2: I think I'm back. No, I had a, hey. I had a phone call. And I, I had a phone call, and I pushed the wrong button.
0: Yeah, that one. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I have to leave you guys. Anyway, that's uh, okay, Bart. Is it okay, or do you have a, have another question? Or
1: all good? We well, really appreciate you taking the time. If I think of any more, we'll get you back on. Oh, perfect.
2: <laughs> okay, I will do. The, I will do the introduction via mail with Magnus for you guys
1: yes. and then uh, let's amazing. see let's see yeah <laughs> sounds great be amazing. and
2: if you're in London let me know yeah we'll do for sure cool thank you okay, very much for your you time do. today Bart thank you Bart cheers cheers bye 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 bye
1: the thing I was saying about Joey Seinfeld before I forget um, he was talking about uh, he meant Lee Sibley got a mention yes good on him and I, yeah and I thought cool it's so, all, you know, uh again 912 is getting a mention from on Spike's Car Radio, Lee Sibley's getting a mention. Um As- As- Mal, I mean diver. we just need to get a mention. We just need to get a mention and then it's all, you know. Do you think case. that's like a
0: golden ticket, Jerry mentioned you on Spike's Car Radio?
1: Um well, yeah. And that's it, next minute, next hey, minute As- Mal, Magnus is coming to us.
0: Ashmal, when we get off this podcast, yeah. I'll talk to you about Spike's Car Radio. It's not, oh my god! For listeners, it's not negative. It's just some interesting information that could assist the growth of our podcast in the future.
1: Is it because you've got Zuckerman?
0: I said I'll talk to you after the podcast. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Now, the um, I do want to talk to you is about it. News. Is it Jerry? Is it Jerry? Is it
1: Jerry? <laughs> oh no, no! Sorry. 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 I'm just getting hey, excited. We no, no, use like no, no, some no, clickbait sorry. for the
0: podcast, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> oh,
1: sorry. on, <God>, Yes. <laughs> you were about to say
0: the Porsche podcast that Jerry Seinfeld is not on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I do want to talk to you about some Porsche news that, um, well, I've got it here. And it's just some observations I've made in the last uh, week since or we've had a bit of a chat that I know some listeners may or may not be interested in. And I was thinking to myself, 992, we're still only at 992.1, the point two is imminent because you know, the 992 was released in 2018, it's four years ago now, which is amazing to think on because of felt like the other day, right? The um, In the 991 series, throughout its life, 991 and 991.2, there were 24 variants you could buy in that car.
1: 24?
0: Yeah, Carrera, Carrera S, Carrera S, Cabriolet, Carrera 4S, Carrera 4S, Cabriolet, Carrera Turbo, blah, 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 (laughs) blah, 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 blah. right? (laughs) GT3, GT3 Touring, GT3 RS, Speedster. Anyway, I haven't got them all listed. There were 24 variants. Hmm.
1: 992,
0: with the release of the Sport Classic, 992 is already at 24. Oh wow. Yes, and we have. Yeah, haven't...
1: but it's gone, it's gone a bit crazy though, has not it? Oh, it's just you're looking
0: for any excuse to bring out a 992.
1: Yeah, and I feel like the older ones are going to have a I mean, I know that 997s and 996s were the first really mass produced boxsters, that's why they, you can go, go out and buy one tomorrow. Um, but it, it felt like the 991 and the 992 and they, you know, they were going to be something special, but this special big, rarity makes them special as well. And there's just so many of them.
0: It's well nuts. I, I actually don't see a lot of 992s on the road. And in all reality, I feel like five years ago, I saw more 991s on the road than I do now. Uh,
2: and I live yeah, in a fairly
0: Porsche-dense population area of the city I live in. There are a lot of Porsches in the area, okay? But 991s... I don't feel like I see the – like, I I reckon five years ago, I would see a 991GD3 minimum once a week. I don't even think I see one once a month nowadays getting driven around.
1: Uh, well, for me, Guy Crossroad has a 2012 GCS. Yeah, nice. Convertible. Lovely. And there's a guy on my way to my favourite coffee shop. Mm-hmm. He's got a silver uh, coupe 991. Yep. So there's a couple that I see regularly, but other than that, no. And the most 992s nine twos I see are uh, obviously, you know, if I collections so I at Kia, the Porsche place up around the corner. Yeah, I go. Yeah, because they drive through, hmm. and and that's the bizarre thing. So I live at the top of my high street. So I'm looking down the high street. if I'm sat having my morning cup of tea, and you get because around the corner is the Bentley, Lamborghini, sure. and Aston Martin dealership. Yep. And you've got the so you just see the stream of cars coming through, sure. but there aren't that many just straight up coupe 992s that I see. And and the most I see is when you are walking past that garage with the there's this they have the odd uh 992 in the Aston Martin Lamborghini garage. So you say that they are mess producing the cars, I just don't see them. Yeah, but we, maybe I don't live in a Wealthy enough area. Maybe they all go off in the other direction, which is London. Yeah, fair cop. Now, while we're talking about how ridiculous the volume of
0: variants are in these cars, Mm -hmm. pricing for the Sport Classic in Australia came out. And you know how I love doing a comparison of prices. Yeah. The Sport Classic, just so we're all clear, is a detuned turbo rear-wheel drive manual car with some Nice interior and a ducktail
1: spoiler, right? Isn't it also the most powerful manual 911 ever sold? Uh, Ah, no.
0: The 997 GT2 was? Was
1: it? Yes.
0: Anyway, ask Lee Sibley. He did a whole video on it.
1: Yeah, I think he's the one who said it. uh, Are you sure? I thought this didn't
0: have those numbers. I thought they... They're over 600 horsepower, those GD2s. And this thing's 550.
1: Yeah, I think that's. Um,
0: anyway, we'll run with yeah. it. That car, without options, not that there's a great deal of them, a lot of them are fairly token because it comes fully loaded, pretty much, right? Yep. $651,000 Australian. To convert that into. Wait, in pe- wait. For the sport whoa, classic, yeah,
1: I thought it was two hundred and something thousand pounds over here.
0: Well, if you do that conversion, it's three hundred and sixty six thousand pounds. Okay, so you know we pay more for our Porsches over here, as the topic of the conversation has been discussed many times <laughs> yeah. on our podcast. So, a sport classic, if you could get one, if you wanted one, three hundred and sixty six thousand pounds, or Four hundred and twenty nine thousand euro equivalent to
1: the six hundred and fifty one thousand Australian dollars. I might have the wrong number for the price that I just gave you. I need to look that up. Now look, um, that car, yeah, is just about as much
0: money as you can spend on a nine eleven, right? Yeah. To give you some perspective in Australia, six fifty one, a Turbo S. Pretty much considered the pinnacle of sports cars globally at the moment. Every review, everyone raves about it. It's they beat Tesla plaids. You know what I mean? These they, yeah. they're pretty serious motorcars, right? Admittedly, yeah. not a manual. Only available in a PDK, yeah. thank Christ, with that amount of power. The <sighs> five hundred and twenty six thousand. So it's a hundred and thirty thousand Australian dollars less to get into a Turbo S than
1: a sport classic. Now, that doesn't surprise me. Do you know why? Tell me. Because, so these these are in the series. It's a series of four, isn't it? And this is the second one,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. That, well, the first one was a failure. That was that Heritage Series Targa thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that, if you looked at it, so the Heritage Series. It didn't bring anything to the table that a normal Targa would. Nice interior. And- it had a
0: nice interior. It had a... Um, a roundel on the door, if you could put your number on if you wanted one.
1: Yeah, that was it. Other than that, and it but the cost between a normal non-heritage target yep. mm-hmm. it, is astronomical. And this is what it that's continued. It's con- taken it to the nth degree. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, that number, that 526 for Turbo S, if you convert that to British pounds, if you bought if you had British pounds to pay for it here in Australia, that's two hundred ninety six thousand. Jeez. I know it's so much money, isn't it? Don't get me wrong; like I, I, I can't save. It's too much money because, you know, resale on these types of cars is usually fairly good. Yeah. However, a ten percent hit of a three hundred thousand pound car is still a ten percent hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just the numbers bigger, oh, so you. the loss is greater. Oh god, yeah.
1: That, I mean, that's insane. Those, those prices are just nuts. And how can they, how long can they be sustained before you know? What, how many are they selling? Twelve hundred fifty? No, that uh, was no. a
0: Turbo West number. I'm talking about the the Sport Classic was twelve fifty. Yeah, there's twelve hundred fifty of those. Yeah. But they all yeah, pre so, sold? They're so, done.
1: Yeah, but what's going to happen at one point? They might launch the third one, the fourth one. What happens? How embarrassing is it if they go? We're going to sell twelve hundred fifty. Oh shit! People are no, want awesome. nine hundred of
0: them. Well, I'll, yeah. Let's let's use that for an example. Let's talk about cars they couldn't sell all of, that they actually reduced production of, Carrera GT. How'd that play out for them? Yeah. 918 Spider couldn't sell them all. Yep. True. McLaren P1, couldn't sell them all. Oh, yeah. That is true. That is crazy, though, isn't it? Yeah, when you think about those cars I just mentioned and what yeah. they are in the market today.
1: Well, it's, I mean, some of the, if you think about I mean, going further back. Yeah, yeah. Some of the dips that some cars took. Yeah, sure. Classic, the classic one, Honda NSX. Oof, yeah. Do you remember how cheap you could buy those? It was ridiculous. You could go, oh, I could buy a couple of years old uh, uh, Honda Accord, or I could buy an NSX. Whereas now, it's crazy money. Well, Relatively speaking.
0: Well, if you want to talk about those sorts of dips, Lamborghini Kuntash. Still a lot mm. of money, but they took some a massive hit up until about five or six years ago.
1: They've they've gone crazy. I blame um Tyler. No way. Off? Stradman. That was before that, wasn't it? Who? Stradman. Stradman. Um, was it was it him? Well he's When did he get what's the
0: name of the guy? Um John. Is it Tamarian, the guy from in Miami that does all those restorations of all those Lambos and all that sort of stuff?
1: Oh, uh, yes. He's recently been on something, hasn't he? He's recently done something. Oh, he's
0: What's on, he on stuff. He's, he's throughout social media fairly prominently. Yeah, you know, they restore F40s and
1: Ferraris and F50s. And is, he, is he the guy who's doing the 959 resto mod? Who's doing that? Is I, someone doing a resto mod kind of thing on a 959. You think, why would you do that?
0: Or oh, the Canipa, the Canaper place do all those. That's
1: the one. That's the one. Yeah. And you just think, why, why are you doing that? But before we move off Porsche news, yeah, have we talked about Formula One? Porsche Formula
0: One announcement? Didn't we, hang on, didn't we release this information before it occurred? Where, didn't we scoop Red Bull Porsche?
1: Yeah, we did. We did. Because the, the we week were talking before? about... Well, it was because, you know, when... I, 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 my memory is awful. It, I need to stop drinking. Uh, do you know the, um, the the mocked up pictures that have come out? Yeah, of yeah. Formula One car with put in Porsche livery. Yeah, yeah. And did we talk about the fact that the, the, the thing that's supposed to happen is a tie up with Red Bull? Yeah. So it would be a Red Bull. Yeah. Or would Porsche come and take over the team? Because it's Audi that want to launch. I know they're all part of the same Audi brand. buying McLaren. Yeah, I saw that. I I thought that as well because they're in talks. Why would you buy McLaren? I think they should buy Williams.
0: No, Audi need the road car division to make the whole project viable. Oh, that's true. That is true. And, And you know what? Very few brands need Audi's quality control more than McLaren right now.
1: I don't know. I thought they were obsessive about quality control at McLaren.
0: Mmm, the brand is notorious for how bad they are. Really? Oh I think something like the second worst car you can buy across all price points.
1: Wow. Cause yeah. I guess if you're but if you're a Formula One team. Hang on, hang on, I just
0: gonna back up a story. Go on. McLaren, 720S. Yeah. Butterfly doors, very nice, aren't they? You know, those butterfly yeah. doors, yeah. But so I get in off. I get in a 720S to take for a drive, pull the door closed, the roof panel above me falls off the door onto my head. The car has okay, 120 nice. kilometers on it.
1: Okay, that's that's pretty rubbish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. And you know, the footwell where your pedals are. Yeah. The interiors. Beautiful. It's all Alcantara or Race or whatever product they're using at this day and age or vegan leather or whatever. I'm looking down the footwell thinking something doesn't look right there. So get out of the car, get on my hands and knees, have a look. It's a bunch of wires that are sort of out of the loom hanging into my line of sight while I'm driving the car.
1: Oh. Oh. Now,
0: don't don't get me wrong, hmm. they're not expensive cars. They're exorbitantly yeah, expensive. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because i three, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this whole, uh, this whole experience was very opening for me. And then a quick Google search discovers that there are very few happy McLaren owners who
1: bought brand new. Oh, because it'll be interesting if they take over McLaren. Obviously, McLaren, you know, yeah. an iconic Formula sure. One name. And would would it be – it can't be a renaming of the team. I don't think you'd do that because why, why give oh, away no, that brand? It'd, no, it'll become come up. It'll just be – the engines, Mc- it'll be a tie-up. No, I, reckon, I actually reckon it'll be McLaren-Audi,
0: right, the team. Yeah. And I don't know this for sure. This is an assumption. But their motor has got to be getting towards the end of its life, its internal combustion engine. They're not in a position to develop financially its replacement – that four-litre twin-turbo they've been using in every single um, derivation of uh, right. their car range for <clears throat> you know, for the last 10 years. So they're due for a new motor. And I don't reckon they're in the position to spend the money on putting together some hybrid or something like that. You know, it's not like, the, not like the P1 learnings from 10 years ago were relevant today either.
1: Yeah, isn't the 720 a hybrid? No. It actually drives like an that? electric car. They have gone hybrid, though, haven't they? It's one of them. That yeah, that like like Artura, but they haven't delivered any. Oh. I thought it was a long time ago. I thought the one that Jeremy Six Clarkson Six months, eight tested. months ago. I thought Jeremy Clarkson tested one Yeah, they Yeah, I think there's like ago. three
0: driving prototypes that are getting around. All oh, right, okay. but um, I'm not too up on I, the I just, I just I just don't know. Anyway, I think that they need Audi
1: money and Audi quality control hmm so yeah it will be a Because obviously they've had this tie up with mercedes apart from that three terrible years with honda um so they'll have an audi engine and they, what is it? it's three years away isn't it it's, no 2026 yeah 2026 20, oh yeah. that's
0: yeah that's for so, yeah, that's F one but if audi are going to get involved and buy them that would have to happen in the
1: i reckon it'll happen in the next 12 24 months yeah, because they've got to develop an engine from scratch. And yeah, do but something. but the thing is, you've got to know the rules.
0: They got the whole oh, Volkswagen yeah. Group; they don't have to develop anything from scratch.
1: That's true. But what's on? But what about the Formula One rules for 2026? Obviously, uh, they're not defined. Look, whatever
0: motor Porsche is going to develop in conjunction mm-hmm. with the Volkswagen Group, it's just going to be a variation on that. Let's face it.
1: Yeah, there's no way out. Audi- just
0: Porsche is not going to spend. Let's say hundreds of millions of dollars developing an engine for formula one and then how do you do the same under the same volkswagen group banner are they
1: yeah there's yeah, no exactly. way they'd do that yeah and i don't know i mean it's been formula you know we've talked about this before the, the future of formula one sure you know what is its future you know this formula it's e, in america uh, yeah and and yeah it and you know they they have the miami grand prix mm. and which is Sort of chaos uh, in a good way for the brand because of all the celebrities they had on the grid sure. in the paddock. And but in terms of development, what is it at the moment? It's a hybrid 1.6 liter turbocharged engine, right? Sure. Um, so in the future, that I just you
0: know, I just think it's going to be more more hybrid, less. Internal combustion, combustion. Yeah, yeah. Because the it's not going to be electric MCU
1: part of it. Yeah, because because the internal combustion part of it is going to get smaller and smaller. And then you go, well, what do, what separates it from Formula E? Because Formula E, Formula E is just completely devoid of atmosphere when you watch it. I mean, the the racing is crazy, but also you know when someone gets overtaken, then they get overtaken by three cars. It's not like there's wheel to wheel. There's too thing. much. There is. There's
0: too much parody in the sport.
1: In well, Formula e. I, I, not not just that, but there's a, there's um, characteristics of the the electric cars that the one the races that I've seen. There's some where there's just crazy racing at the end, people are overtaking and someone who was fifth and mm-hmm. suddenly winning the race, and someone who was first is tenth. Yeah, um, but it's not the you know lap after lap of battling it out, and I don't I don't believe Formula One has actually been that for that long. No, look you Formula know, One. The, the
0: quality of racing in Formula One, as a racing enthusiast,
1: you're lucky to get two out of the twenty races that get you excited. Well, the two there've been two good ones this year already, but one of the things that was a real not a real indication of where it is, is was it the first race where uh, Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen didn't want to overtake each other yep. on the, pen, the penultimate corner mm-hmm. before, or the corner before the DRS zone, because yep. whoever overtook would then be a sitting duck on the straight. Yep. And 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 they were just playing this cat and, cat and mouse, and you just think, oh, is that racing? But I guess people, it's what people get used to. Well, it's no them. different. You use beat
0: stop tactics to win a race, is it? That mentality.
1: No, that's that's yeah, no, I I don't I don't begrudge the mentality because you have to exploit the rules for the maximum gain. But I feel like it, it distracts something when everyone isn't going flat out, but if everyone is going flat out and there's no DRS, then no one's overtaking and the way that the new cars are, no one's really got a handle on you know, this porpoising, the bouncing up and down where the aero stalls and yeah, yeah. It made the, the car make, it makes it undrivable. You know, under under that por- porpoising, the Mercedes is probably a really fast car, but they just can't get a grip on that. So yeah, it means they yeah. have to probably depart from their design philosophy of having the, you know, no side pods and massive bits of floor sticking out. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the answer is. But there's just, it just feels like there's something missing, and it'd be great if more constructors came in and mixed it up a bit. It'd be good to have a few independents as well. But yeah, uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is.
0: Got some, got some, couple of uh, other news topics. Oh yes, um, Jason nine nine seven received his watch.
1: Yes, he sent me a message. Fantastic.
0: Yes, so it was good to know. So. Happy uh, Chappie that one. He's going to – his car's in the workshop at the moment. He said when he gets it back, he's, he'll take a photo of him with his car for us to uh Oh, nice. Share. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, he, he, him the watch his car. Um, on another topic, was I was very pleased to um, receive on my podcast feed, Porsche Kool's back.
1: Yes, big news, and I did listen to that, and it made me very happy uh until i thought yes my friday routine is back until michael said not every friday mate <laughs> 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 i was like oh damn um, but you know there's a new owner story today which i haven't listened to yet um so well done michael so for getting you-
0: that back up and we're, we're two pleased listeners and subscribers that are glad to have yeah. your ch- your uh, podcast back on the
1: air and uh and you know you've probably just taken all of our three listeners now uh, because they were only <laughs> listening because Porsche wasn't around. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was a good first one with Marco. Um, and uh, I was so pleased that Steve was back because at first I thought, oh God, is it going to be without Steve? Is Steve just not going to come back? Um, but he is back. And uh, I liked it. I liked, I liked it, the rhythm of it. I liked the dynamic between the guys. I hope um, that gave it, it th- th- I th- I
0: gave it as a threesome. It works quite well.
1: I think it's got to change. Um, well, I'm like not one to dictate. In my opinion, yeah. Yeah. how about
0: how about a poor performing podcast like ours telling a good yes. performing podcast like Michael's how to do it?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly how it should be. Like you know, maybe don't, we should get him on. Like maybe we
0: should get him on for some tips.
1: Uh, well, the thing is, now he's doing two podcasts again. I, we're yeah, not probably will get him. On. Yeah, it's okay.
0: Yeah, the busy. um. Oh, speaking of which, Andy from Last Rasp. Oh yeah, James Auto Amateur. Yeah, their podcast Curban Canyon.
1: On a bit of a hiatus at the moment.
0: Uh, it's coming back next week. All right. Okay. I spoke. I uh, messaged Andy today, and we're going. I'm going to arrange a time for all four of us to both podcasts to be recorded at the same time.
1: Oh my goodness. That's madness. That's like Ghostbusters crossing the streams. Now I can say it because everyone's the same age and they're all going to get it and not, you know, someone who's born in 19 whatever. Sorry,
0: PJ. 2000. 2000, wasn't it? 2000. Yeah. <laughs> no, no in, all, in all seriousness. So I was going to look at a time. Oh, sorry, just whacked the microphone. I've got to look at a time in the next um, couple of weeks across four time zones.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So you got you Amazing. there. Me in Perth, Andy in Melbourne, James in Minneapolis. Is that right? You know, he's call? in
1: Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, he's in Minneapolis.
0: He's, his yeah. time and my time actually work quite well together. Mm. It's We're just going to have to make sure Andy can stay up late enough. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we can work around our normal podcasting time and that works okay for yep. James because that's early in his morning and he's happy yep. to get up early in the morning. Yeah.
1: And he's yeah he doesn't mind that, mm. and then so that's we, awesome. That's gonna be really
0: good. Yeah. So well, anyway, listeners, if that is of interest, that's coming down the street in the next couple
1: of weeks. Ajmal, you got any and other guests the, lined up? And and then the week after, we cross over with Spike's car radio with Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, what is that? No, I'm just recording that for when that does happen in the future. We just take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no,
0: know, I'd rather have with just, Magnus. Look, don't, this is no offense to Jerry. I'd rather just have uh, Spike and um, Zuckerman on. What? I love Jerry. Yeah, I like Jerry's good. But, you know, it becomes it's about Jerry when Jerry's on.
1: I don't mind Jerry being on our podcast and it being about Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Fair cop. <laughs> anyway, I, I reckon that's us for that. today. We've been going long enough.
0: It was uh, great to have Bart back on the uh, podcast again. And um, we haven't spoken about... The reviews, oh, actually, I'll bring this up. I went to a local Porsche club meeting last week. Yeah. And a guy comes up to me and says, hi, I'm Warren. I said, g'day, Warren, I'm Mark. And he goes, I know, I listen to you and Ajmal and I left a review because I want to win that mug. So I'm going to let you, because I chose the previous. I haven't looked I haven't looked at the reviews since, so let's talk about it okay. next podcast. Okay, but you're going to choose who gets the 100%. mug. hundred percent. Hey, Ajmal, I'll let you in a little secret. I've got of one of those you. mugs in a bag too right here in a box, brand new, same part <laughs> number. So to save you sending it from the UK, I'll just send mine, all right? <laughs> if We we'll send it to an Aussie. Saying,
1: You've got a mug and I'll just send it to someone in the UK from here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the way. That's the way it's got to work. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll send somebody an album, vinyl album.
0: Yeah, hey, the worst one you can find. George Benson, love oh, songs. Hey, look at that mustache.
1: I know it's amazing. The it pencil, looks, it, looks, pencil that looks, it looks a
0: bit like a young prince, don't you reckon?
1: It, it, well, I don't know. I'm thinking also, White uh, Whitesnake. White snake. White snake. Look at that. Live. It's a it's a it's a live album. I don't know where it was, but recorded at Startling Studios in July 1980. Okay. So that would have been one of my brothers, because he is older. And I know people really want to hear about this. Limited edition 12-inch single of level 42 Lessons in Love. <laughs> Are we going to
0: turn this into a karaoke pod?
1: <laughs> yeah, with with a B-side, something about you, the Shep Pettibone remix. You know what? I look at I look at my you know YouTube uh, age range. Who's listening? Audience, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And every single per, or one of those people, yeah, yeah, because they're all blogs. They're all blogs as well. Yeah, yeah. Should know who Shep Pettibone is. <laughs> There you go.
0: Anyway, let's call that let's call that quits for today. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you. And uh, listeners, please keep the reviews coming. Think about liking and subscribing to our podcast because you can actually follow our podcast if you go on iTunes, and we'll automatically come up in your feed each time we publish. If you've got enough interest to do so, we'd appreciate it. Have a great week, Ashmol. Thank you very much. And you too.